I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Hi. It's um, Not The Weekend Podcast. Frank Skinner, Alan Cochran, Emily Dean, Absolute Radio. And you. <laughs> Gathered together to, I don't know, chew the fat. <laughs> I guess. You started with an almost Jack and Ori style there. Hey. Yeah, I've I got think, a story for you guys. You've got you to you call people in, you know what I'm Draw saying? Bring them in. Bring them in. Lure yeah. them in. Just because we're on their iPod doesn't mean they're listening. I mean, I bet there's someone at this very second now probably um, searching for their Oyster card, for example. Mm -hmm. Or maybe um, being chased by a stray dog. (laughs) Stray dog? Yeah, either of those things could be happening. And and, you know, whilst out jogging, couldn't they? Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even be jogging. I mean, they could have just, you know, be on their way to school. Mm -hmm. And um, and suddenly, you know, you know, suddenly they come round the corner, and. well, it can be a bit frightening. I'll be, I'll be absolutely straight with you. <laughs> Speaking of um, random uh, street occurrences, I went and had a look at the new uh, Yuri Gagarin statue. Have you seen that? On, no. It's on the, on the Mall. I'm ashamed to say I didn't know there was one. Oh, it's on the Mall. Yeah. In um, you know, at one end of the Mall, there's Buckingham Palace, and at yeah. the other end, there's uh, now there's Yuri Gagarin, the first <laughs> man in space. Wow. And I went to see the statue, and it's, uh, it, was, it was a gift from the Russians. You know, like in Christmas in Covent Garden? Oh, yeah. You get um, a Christmas tree from Oslo or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the Norwegians are good like that. Yeah, they'll always look after you with a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Russians will send you a heroic statue at the drop of a, at the drop of a furry hat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it is, it's heroic, but it's... Um, I'm, I'm not saying it's camp, but it's bored. I, it's, he's the... <laughs> Oh, he's the happiest Sorry. astronaut I've ever seen. <laughs> he, he's, he looks like he's doing a little uh, post-landing dance. Oh. Maybe he's just enjoying um, the, the null gravity mm. element. Maybe. But worth because I thought it'd be very stern right. Russian, you know. I thought it'd be like that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he's, he's, he's frolicking. That's what he's doing. Do you think maybe the sculptor started it as an Eric Morecambe statue and then halfway through realised that he's got a look of Yuri Gagarin? It could easily, oh. it could easily be that. Oh, and, as, and as I've messed up the, uh, the suit, I, I, could, I could bland that out into a spacesuit. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to see um, Yuri Gagarin mid-frolic... Have a walk down to the, the, the mall. I've not been doing this long, but I don't think we've been recommending statues before <laughs> on the podcast. No, Frank's very... Burgers of Calais, one of his favourites. Oh, Burgers oh. of Calais, I'm mm. all for that. There's nothing, nothing jolly about them. No. They're, they're full of anguish. And where would the listener be able to enjoy that? Well, it's right, at the, si- right at the side of the House of Parliament oh. in Victoria Park Gardens. Now, of course, I know none of our listeners are in London, but, you know, mm. maybe you come down... Of Some um, of them are. I imagine there's absolute listeners coming down to the O2 to see um, the Kaiser Chiefs on a regular basis. <laughs> some, some coming to... See Bloodwind Pig? I don't. That's just my brother. <laughs> There's only our Keith left of the Bloodwind Pig appreciators. Do you know our Keith Allen? No. Well, th- you will. That's Frank's brother, and all you need to know is that he loves Bloodwind Pig. 
Right. Bloodwin. Bloodwin. Don't 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 blood it up. I thought you were saying three different words there. Bloodwind pig. I thought it was not like wind. Bloodwind. <laughs> it's a Welsh name. I thought it was a new can version move, of can Earth, we move on? Fire. Or can we move on? <laughs> like a tribute. Anyway, go and go and see Yuri Gagarin. That's my advice. And if you can catch the burgers of Cali in Vic- Victoria Park Gardens, mm. make a day of it. Yeah. Have a statue. Have, have, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. They've got. Um, just by uh, the Houses of Parliament as well. How did he get there? Oh, tall fellow. Nelson Mandela, in a strange pose, looks like he's just washed his hands and can't find a towel. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you walk around with your hands yeah. stuck out like that, feeling that if they're going to drip, I don't want it on my clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it's, it's, it's in that pose. I mean, who'd care about getting droplets on that shirt? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I... Um, Same wardrobe as Noel Edmonds. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I used to dress a bit like, in my early career, I used to dress a bit like Nelson Mandela. Well, the Mandela Edmonds Versace number. I'd, I'd wear a very colourful shirt. Mm. I think of Edmonds in a sweater. I don't think I've ever seen... No, he wears a Versace shirt. It's very Mandela, his wardrobe. I've never seen Mandela in a jumper. No. I mean, it's not appropriate in South Africa, is no. it? <laughs> I, I, when I was in South Africa for the World Cup, it was very cold in the evenings. That's what they were saying on the coverage a lot. Yeah. Mm. And when he came out, when he was brought out on a golf cart... Um, Nelson Mandela, which he was at the final. Was he? Yeah. That's he, uh, cruel. He was wearing a big, uh, what we used to call a rooski hat. One of those oh, big, really? the sort of things that Yuri Gagarin would have been uh, in, very much at home uh, in. And also, I think if he, sort of thing, if he bought a warm sandwich, sort of thing, he might keep in there, Yuri. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if he took, uh, I don't know if he took a pat lunch into space. <laughs> Wasn't up there that long. Um, Anyway, this won't put the bonnet on the baby. No. You were so, name-dropping earlier. I wasn't referring to Rob Bonnet, the uh, Five Live Sports person. <laughs> I just, it's a saying, put the bonnet on the baby. <laughs> oh, name-dropping? Yeah, Who? no, you were saying something about Darren Brown. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant uh, Uri Gagarin. No, that's, that's, a, that's a really sad name-drop. Yeah, it is. I don't know, I, I find him a hero- heroic figure. Anyway, Darren Brown, mm. not Darren. No, I know, Darren. Darren Brown, I went to see in his, um, his uh, West End show, ne- now closed. Was it finished? Oh, dear. Yeah. But um, he's going to take it on tour, apparently. He's, oh, good. He's, he's foreseen that. Yes. <laughs> and, um, he's good. Yeah, and um, no posters, nothing. He just, he thinks everyone has got that. They haven't. They need telling. Yes. Anyway, I went to that, um, I went to the, it's called uh, Sven Garley. And he makes quite a big point of not saying anything that's happened in the show. You know, oh. keep it secret. Oh. But, you know, shut up. <laughs> because if I went I on... I can and, sense this didn't go well. No, if I went on and said, oh, and at the end of my gig, if I did an hour of comedy and said, oh, don't tell anyone any of these jokes, people think, you're right. Mind your own business. We've paid. Do what we like. Anyway, I'm not going to give away any big secrets, but um, there's a bit where he uses a camera on the audience and someone has to get up... And uh, he basically reads their mind. Oh. And uh, this bloke got up and uh, the camera closed in and had it on a big screen behind uh, Darren. And uh, and I was just sitting in front of this bloke. So I was... My face was about three foot by three foot because I have quite a square... I don't know if you know, mm. it's got quite a square face. Um Three, oh, so you were visible on the big screen. I look a bit like Brassneck used to be in the dandy. Was it the Beano? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, I was on the big screen and, and I thought, oh, this is a difficult moment. Well, it's been a while. Um, 
But there's nothing, not even a murmur of recognition <gasps> from the audience. Nothing. No. no one even, I've never been so hurt. And Darren, he didn't, I thought I saw a slight nod from him. Mm. Right. But he has a nervous tick which constitutes a regular nod, so it could have been that. I don't know if you've ever noticed his nod. I haven't noticed his nod. I mean, if he was a tic-tac at, um, at, the, race, if, at the race course, I mean, people, oh, God, God, there'd be some confusion. I wouldn't want to go to him with him to an auction. No. Tell you that. No, he's got, yeah, he's gone to sort and of, he can't help himself. You've had previous with Darren Brown. Have you? Oh, mm. yeah, me and Darren Brown go uh, way back. We've I had personal to... interaction. I think yeah. Sonic's was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was in that cabinet for oh, a day and a half. <laughs> they had to use oxyacetylene in the end to get me out. <laughs> and it was hot in there, I'm telling you. Oxyacetylene. Yeah. Yeah, they, they fed me, uh, they just, there was a, a, just a, a gap at the bottom and they put, um, they put that lasagna, you know, that sheet pasta. Yes. They just put that in, lightly boiled. They, they couldn't completely boil it. It had to be al dente, or it wouldn't push under. It just crumpled. So, yeah, I, I lived for a day and a half on al dente um, sheet pasta, thanks to Mr Darren Brown, as he likes to call himself. Anyway, um, so uh, I was with my girlfriend, Kath, who's had... Um, my, ca- uh, my girlfriend is... Um, she has a lot of illnesses. She currently has uh, a bad neck, a strained buttock muscle, and a septic insect bite. It's like the wheel of illness. You just spin it round and round and see where it stops. She's like it's like a medieval peasant. There's a, she sometimes she'll send a text, won't she, saying my liver's failed. Sorry, got to go home. That's the sort of level of illness. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, she's um, she's hypochondriacal. Mm. Anyway, she had a, this neck started on on Saturday morning. Now Sunday morning it started stiff. Um, by Monday night, and when we went to see uh, Darren, it was it was jotting out. It was almost like she was uh, making room for another head. <laughs> it was right out on it was right out on on the shoulder. So she was leaning across to one side. Well, it was it wasn't even a lean. It was like the whole neck was put. The head was was level. It was. Um, it was vertical, but it was white. You know when you see Indian dancers and they do that thing when they yeah. move their head? If you manage to freeze frame that was over the right hand Hollywood happy ending? <laughs> Poly- Bollywood finale scene? Oh, I thought you said a Hollywood happy ending. No. I thought she was trying to, <laughs> trying to avoid it. <laughs> no, she... Uh, <laughs> no, it was... Uh, she was cool. She was obstructing the aisle. I mean, it, we, we might as well have been in restricted view seats because it looked like she was... This head was sticking way out on the side. I thought... And that was on camera as well. Really? Shouldn't have been. I'd, maybe she was just crying across to get a bit of... So that to was... Get in uh, the picture. And she, when, she's, when she turns with the bad neck, she's, mm. she's gone very Sandy Toxvig. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> Sandy Toxvig and... Uh, I'm a big fan of her work. Oh, me too. Mm. Sandy Toxvig and Clive Anderson, I think, get their collars <laughs> starched at the same yes. uh, dry cleaners. And they, are, and they don't skimp. On the start. <laughs> so when they turn, it's like t- t- turning a picture playing card. If you yeah. want them to look round, the whole thing, has to, the oh, whole body yeah. has to. Have you noticed that? They, they, they turn at the waist, mm. Sandy Toxvig and Clive Anderson. Yeah, they just walk round in a little semicircle, wouldn't they? Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> what they need is a swivel chair on telly. <laughs> Give them a swivel chair, but, you know, people, they don't think things through. Anyway, that's, that's how it was with Kath. And, you know, you kind of all... Will he th- throw in a bit of faith healing? Maybe, but he... 
He didn't. And then mm. this was the shock, right? And I'm going to give away a tiny bit of the show, but it's something we, we've all seen in hypnosis shows before, so it's not a big... won't, won't spoil it for anyone, because there's a big development on this. This is just the acorn. Mm. I'll, I'll keep the tree out of it. Mm. There's a bit where you have to hold your hand... You hold your hand with your fingers tightly together. Outstretched, but tightly together. No gaps. Well, I'm slightly webbed, so I was out of it yes. from the start. <laughs> But mine's a bit like a baseball mitt. <laughs> but anyway, you had to hold it very tight like that. And she held it. We all oh, like Alan's doing it in sympathy. Yeah. How lovely. Is that, is that right? Just flat? Yeah, uh, just like that, yeah. Flat and, as a pancake. And then, and then he, he started saying, oh, tight, very tight, <laughs> very tight. <laughs> right? I mean, I was... I won't say I was alarmed, but I was uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> very tight. And with the nod, with a little nod going in, like I'm looking, is it, is it me? And um, and then he said, right, now try and separate your fingers. Um, so, I, you know, I, I did, and I thought, well, sure enough, you know, we'll have people in the audience, I'm sure, who is, mm. you know, he's paid off. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Anyway, there was about, there was a bunch of ten of us went, ten friends, and um, one of them, sitting next to me, I looked across, couldn't separate the fingers. I mean, a woman I know. So not, not a paid mm. accomplice. And... Uh, and then he said, right, I'm going to call that arm up. I'm going to call it, come on, right. And, and her arm started going up. She couldn't do anything about it. Oh, well, this yeah. is how Nazi Germany started, <laughs> I thought to myself. But, um, yeah. And so after the show, you know, it's a bit... It's, when you see other people doing it, you always think, well, you know, it's fun. But when it's someone you're that weird... you know. Yeah. yeah. So is she a particularly sort of suggestible creature? I wouldn't say she was. I'd say mm. she was... Um, she's quite an independent woman. Works in the fashion industry. What does yeah. that tell you? Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, she sells scarves on Camden Market. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's got a... No, I, won't say, I don't want to identify her because people might think she... But anyway, when we got outside, we all stood chatting. No one mentioned this. Really? We'd all been staring. No one mentioned it. It was like it was a bit <laughs> too freaky. And I said, well, well, hold on, what happened, with the, what happened with the weird hand thing? And she went, oh, I just... I don't know what happened there. Completely weird. I just don't know what happened. I couldn't separate the fingers. The arm was going up. I stopped with it. And I thought, that's mm. a bit, that is a bit scary, isn't it? Mm. How, how do you explain that? And there was a bit of resentment in the, res- resentment in the group. Like, whose side are you on? <laughs> are you with us or are you with Darren Brown? <laughs> hey, why don't you go back with your mate in the dressing room? It all went a bit like that. Oh. You can see, you know, it's like when the beautiful tropical bird escapes from the cage, it goes into the garden and it's torn apart by the sparrows. They don't like, <laughs> they don't like difference, people. You were still reeling, if you don't mind me saying, Frank... I think you were probably still reeling from the big screen snub. Well, I was. I was feeling mm. bad about it. And um, also, two cars had to swerve to avoid Cat's head <laughs> halfway across the nearby lane. <laughs> but it was—it's made me rethink the whole, um, the whole Darren Brown thing. Perhaps he's got the, you know, powers. He's good. Well, it's worked with us. He's done some great work with us. He correctly identified the name of my first boyfriend as Barnaby Scott Hughes. What? Mm. Pretty good. How on earth? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> really? Yeah. He wasn't the bloke who uh, nicked your diary out of the uh, out your handbag. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Darren Brown, I mean. But his, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> his mother is Shula in the Archers Fact Fans. Who, Darren Brown? No, Barnaby Scott Hughes. Oh, OK. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> Obviously, I knew that. Um, well... Now, well, I, you know, you can't go and see him. He's on tour. Go and see what you think. 
Well, can't, is he not in London then? No. No, he's he's finished now. He finished did on it, Saturday. Did it? Okay. Did it? Did it what? Well, I was just going to say, did he mean for it to end so suddenly, or? Oh, I think so. Oh, okay, good. He okay. knows what's coming. Let's face it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you can't. I find it impossible to surprise him. I took a brown paper bag there, went bang. He didn't even. Oh, he nodded, but that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> now, Frank, there was some rather sad news this week. Oh. Um, uh, is, is it absolute? Oh no, it's no. Wurzel, Frank. <laughs> I thought we'd been bought by Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> He's on the lookout for a new project. <laughs> Wurzel, the legendary Motorhead guitarist, um, he's, he but passed away. Oh, that is sad. But can I say something we didn't say on the mm. last Saturday's show? Is the Murdoch thing not the best news story that's ever happened in the history of news stories? Mm. It is fun. People have been so horrible about him because it's all gloves are off and people mm. all that resentment, people have been too frightened. It's been building up. he's got a big list of, mate, when I get back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, you, you are in trouble. But I, it, it reminded me, I went to see Jaws when it was at the cinema when it first came out. And when the shark uh, died at the end, everybody stood up and applauded. And it's a bit like that. The shark's mm. dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Long live the shark. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's not dissimilar to uh, Mussolini hanging upside down with his brains hanging out, I thought. <laughs> Where were we? I'm not sure about James either with that marine haircut. It's not working for me, that. No. James Murdoch. No, I know. No, you Don't wear marine's haircut in at News Corp. It's all wrong. No, but I think he's, uh, he's a masculine character. Oh. Well, he definitely is. Mm. Uh, so, Frank, anyway. Yeah. From the Murdochs to Wurzel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wurzel, the, uh, the former... Um, Motorhead guitarist. And apparently, um, Lemmy actually said... Lemmy said something brilliantly dated, which I loved. He said, Godspeed. Oh. Godspeed. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, which I once heard a DJ say, uh, wrapping up a talky disco. He went, Godspeed, everyone. But what yes, does it mean, exactly? Well, I, think I, I thought you might be able to throw some light yeah. on the subject. I think Godspeed at the end of a disco is a kind of a spiritual version <laughs> of can you move outside now, please? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's a suggestion that God is going to provide some sort of acceleration <laughs> for these people. It seems unlikely. Well, it's not, you know, it's not WD forty. Godspeed you Lower across the, the river Styx or whatever. Is it WD forty? Have I made that up? No, WD forty. No, WD forty is. Yes, yeah, that's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. I meant. Increase, Very good, Frank. Increase the, yeah. so, Frank, oh, apparently God, so when Wurzel died... Can I ask, is, is, the lead, is the guitarist with the Wurzels called Motorhead? <laughs> <laughs> Seems a bit odd to be named after another it's band. Great to be called Wurzel, though, isn't oh, it? That's well, not his real name, Frank. It's because he looked like a scarecrow. Is That's that right? why they called oh, him Wurzel. Oh, I didn't know. Mm. Oh, that would account for the fact that Ronnie Wood was terrified of him. <laughs> Don't remember him telling me that. Yeah, so, um, he was, well, I'm sorry to hear about the death of Wurzel, obviously. He was pouring a Guinness and cracking a joke when he went. Well, that killed him. It's <laughs> a worry, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't multitask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard of people dying from multitasking before. It's not easy. It's all right for the girls. How old was Wurzel, do we know? Yeah, Wurzel was 61. Oh, Frank. well. That's not, that's a good one day innings. That's all right. Yeah. You know, a quick. It depends on the on the run rate. But say if, say if it's sixty one of say seventy balls, that's all right. <laughs> we'll look that up. Cricket analogies. Yeah, there's not enough cricket analogies on this station. I've said if I've said that once, I've said it twice. <laughs> that's quite a nice way to go, though. Really, pouring a Guinness. Mm. It's nice. Yeah, there's anticipation of something. 
Well, I suppose you'd say he was doing two things he loved best, being witty and uh, and getting, you know, drunk. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, mean, if, I imagine if he's in Motorhead, he's a bit of a, you know, character. You'd think. Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting that thing, how would you like to go? You used to have conversations like that at school when death seemed so far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those chats sort of slow down a bit as life goes yeah, on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm less keen on them. <laughs> Yeah, I um, now I, they take on a more practical nature. Those yeah, conversations. Now. I mean, you get your dream death, you know. Mm. Your dream. I, I mean, I I've always thought it'd be lovely to fall from the London Eye, from the top of the London Eye. <laughs> oh, fine. And land and land on Anne Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> and just that, you imagine the sound. That's how she. That'll be her last. Her last. Yeah, there would probably be the sound of plastic breaking. Yeah, that, well, well, that, plastic. the face would be undamaged. It would be completely. <laughs> it would be just. It would. It would. It would look like someone had, had dropped a V for Vendetta mask onto um, fifteen pounds of mincemeat. The face. The face would be completely untouched. Yeah. I'd like to think that she couldn't speak at the end, but she managed to wink. What a very fair last word for goodbye. And then the horrible wing. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, if you t- crank your volume up, mm. when she goes, uh, goodbye, you can hear... <laughs> for the wink. So it's the first half of the, of the head is machinery. <laughs> anyway, I'd quite like, to, like to, to die like that. I think that'd be all right. I know it's pretty unlikely. On a more practical front, I, I wouldn't mind um, inhaling my own vomit. I've, I've always thought... I've always thought the nice thing about that is self-contained. Do you know what I mean? It's a horrible way to go. Oh, what? No, I've always thought that'd be all right. No, I don't like that. Jimi Hendrix, I don't feel so good, man, or whatever he said. I don't like that. No, it's... uh, When they say you can't take it with you, they're wrong about vomit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's all right, because it's uh, it's quick and, you know, you don't need uh, assistance. Is it quick, though? I thought it was akin to drowning. I thought that was basically what it was, drowning. Oh, but drowning in my own self... It's something that, in a way, I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> the choking aspect concerns me as well. The choking well. aspect, they mm. were a band and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their second album, admittedly. <laughs> you remember their, their uh, second album, Asphyxia? <laughs> um, it was, I think it was a falling away of standards. I think we'd agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, where would you go? Um, I would... Um, well, I think what I'd do is... Where I'd like to be, ideally, is either Denville Hall or Brinsworth House, which are both um, retirement homes for performers and actors. I know that, because that's where my mum's going. Um, They're great alumni. Charlie Drake. Charlie Drake. And Alan Freeman. Fluff Freeman was there. Not off. Richard O'Sullivan's there. Thor Hurd was there as well. Brinsworth House. How great would that be? Yeah. And then just, you could go, just, uh, uh, they drink a lot there. The bar's very busy there. Old actors, it's oh, going to be. Old Comedy actors yeah. love a drink. And you'd like to die there. Yeah. But that's not really a method of death, is it? Well, it is. No, I'd like to die in my sleep. But what I would want, Frank, is I do want an audience. I do want to be surrounded. So I want an audience warning. with. Yeah, I would dying with. on an audience with. <laughs> Preferably spontaneous <laughs> human combustion. <laughs> but if you could, you'd be the, at least dying knowing that you'd, you're going to take YouTube by storm. Oh, yeah. If yeah. I walked on, I, just, I was just having a, a bit of banter with um, with uh, Philip... What's he called? Ian Beale. Oh, yeah. What's he called? What's his Adam Woodyat. Yeah, yeah, I was Wood just yet. having a bit of banter <laughs> with Adam Woodyat, and suddenly <laughs> there's a bit of a cracking, and... <laughs> I've, I've burst into flowers. 
That would be on yeah. YouTube forever. <laughs> and Adam Woodyat would consider himself one hell of a lucky guy because, as usual, he'd gone in on the coattails of, of someone else's big moment. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and I just in the audience muttering, I knew he shouldn't have worn nylon for his big show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be a terrible... I'd also, I'd like to die on the same day as Jasper Carrot, just to see how the Birmingham newspapers handled it. <laughs> yes. God, that'd be a dilemma. <laughs> There'd have to be a split page, front split page. They'd do that. But who gets the left and who gets the right? Imagine my agent had been there like a ton of bricks. <laughs> He's all over it. He's on yeah. the phone already, just in case. I was on a plane recently that was struck by lightning, and Nicky Haslam, you know the Society Interior Designer? I don't. Well, exactly. So. He's not quite famous, but he's sort of a few people know him. And it did occur to me who would get top billing out of me and him. I had that on a plane with... Uh, I was with Tom Stoppard mm. on a plane. And uh, I don't know what happened. There was a big bang on, on the uh, plane. And uh, I actually said to him, I want, you know... I bet you were worried about the billion as we got off. Did he laugh? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Tough yeah. crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom, stop off. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop laughing, I call him. <laughs> Tom, stop laughing. Makes me think. I wonder who he'd want to. Anyway, he's still... A... Yeah, so that's... Um, I wouldn't mind... If I was going to do the Flames thing, maybe on the one show as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Prime that's time. good. Boom. I'd, if I went on the one show, I'd want a, a massive explosion. I'd like to think I'd taken the one show with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if you don't, if if there was a sudden moment where the blood hit the camera, I don't <laughs> I don't think they'd be able to go back to the one show ever again because people would it'd have bad association. You can't go from that to flat pack furniture or something like that. That's, that's the joy of magazine television, isn't it? But mm. I can imagine if you imagine my funeral corsage going slowly <laughs> down the road and then passing a job centre with Alex and Matt standing outside <laughs> asking for soup. That would be that would be the aftermath of uh, of what had gone on there on the the one show that that fateful night. I had a strange uh, occurrence this week, by the way. Um, well, I'm on I'm on the edge. I'm not, I'm not on the edge of my seat, mm. but I'm uh, I'm I'm nearer the front than the back. Well, I I had a, a food hassle. And me and my everything's about food to me. I love it. I uh, I had my first kiwi fruit for ages this week, and. Just as it was occurring to me that it was the first time I'd had a kiwi fruit for a long time, I twisted, I'd cut it in half and I was going at it with a teaspoon. Mm. And I twisted it and spattered this kiwi fruit everywhere, all across the Oh, kitchen. the green juice. It looked like the place had been slimed. It was disgusting. Mm. I don't see how, how you managed that. I don't, I don't know how I managed it, but it was a particularly uh, explosive piece of fruit, let me tell you. <laughs> and... Uh, it took some cleaning, it really did. And, uh, you know, like sometimes you eat a cherry tomato. Do you ever pop a cherry tomato in? And it, when you bite it, it flies out, like bits fly out. Yellow no, no, I And then they harden very quickly. No, no, but I don't do that because of the cherry, cherry tomato. Of course I've had a cherry tomato, but no. why do you think you've got lips for? <laughs> I mean, have you <laughs> ever had one pop across? Yeah, sometimes. but you pop, but I, I put it completely in my mouth, so when it pops, it's in, it's in yeah, control Frank, conditions. don't take this the wrong way, but you do admit this yourself. They mu there might be areas in your between the gaps in your teeth for them to lodge. You have said that yourself. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there are pit stops in your mouth. I'm no stranger to a nostalgic tomato pip you know, that's, that's been in there maybe a month. You just have a snack on it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is these, anything that explodes, I, um, I put it completely in my mouth. 
so it explodes. Emily's gone. <laughs> it is. It's a controlled explosion. That's what it is. I think. So, for example, with a with a kiwi, I don't slice a kiwi. I tear. I tear it. I go with. Don't, you tear it. I go, what sort I of an animal are you? Like a I, bear eating fruit? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, and also, I find that when I pick a pawpaw or, or a prickly pear, and I get a sore paw next time. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I just explain drag. how you eat it. So you rip dra- it. I drag the thumbnail down into about half. I do, and no. then once you've got, once you've broken the skin for about an inch, you can you can prise it apart, right? And then what I do to avoid any spillage because the skin's pretty sturdy, that'll hold it in. I put the whole half like in my mouth, so there's an airlock with the lips. So, so extraordinary way to eat it. Whatever squirts. Will will go into my mouth, and then I just squeeze the skin, and it, and it just. So you're left with a sort of caveman's loincloth. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I'm left with a caveman's loincloth. Mm. Um, Sucking the fruit out of a kiwi oh, fruit skin. I that's... don't really suck it. I sort of mainly squeeze it. I just squeeze, squeeze it, and, and the whole half just falls into the mouth. Like one of nature's uh, sports gels, like you see the yeah. at Wimbledon. Exactly. Just giving it a squish. Exactly like you that. See... Oh, I'd love to take it. One of my many, if I was a famous tennis player, is to do a kiwi during, <laughs> between games. <laughs> just like that. I'm with Alan, I have to say, because I do knife through the heart and then teaspoon. Always teaspoon. But they're very, they're a bit Russian roulette, the kiwi. Yeah. Because either they're quite fleshy and tasteless or quite tart and firm. Some people eat the skin, even. Some people. The caveman's loincloth. You don't want to eat that. Doesn't mean you should. If I was eating them at Wimbledon, I'd also I'd have two in my left hand at the same time, (laughs) like like (laughs) pre-service. Yeah, just give one back to a ball boy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe bounce it a couple of times. (laughs) No, that wouldn't work. But yeah, that that's how I. um, Though the other week, I I had to change not only my shirt but also my trousers post pomegranate. Oh. The whole thing. I mean, it was... Oh, man, it went everywhere. And pomegranate juice, it really lingers. As a child, I would take two hours over a pomegranate. I used to eat them with a pin. Yeah. And take out each individual, whatever you call those things. Let's call them the the eyes. Each individual eye. Are they seeds? Are they seeds? I don't know. But I wasn't after the seed. I was after its sweet encasement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You see, Frank, I find with the mango, I love a mango. Mm. But I do you find... You won't a mango, I know that much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do find with a mango, when you get through to what I call the inner sanctum, yeah, the pit area, yeah. pit stop area, it's very... It's like a clavicle bone in there. Have you it ever is. come across that white yeah. hard... It's very... I mean, the bone is... Yes. Uh, you can't get through it. I've tried to cut it before. Well, my girlfriend's a great chewer of the... Uh, the mango the seed. Yeah, she goes straight. You know, you know when you see a dog's got a a, a flea ridden back, and it'll lean <laughs> lean back. And it'll do this, I can't do this on radio, but it'll sort of the teeth go like that, like it's really like a, she does that with it. Oh, um, like she was trying to take a flea off a off the back oh. of an animal, and she gets it right down to. I call it the knot, the inner mango. Does she? Yeah, the mango knot. I think that's what it's called. But with the kiwi. I find sometimes with ki- kiwis they're very sturdy, but sometimes they're quite squeegee. So when mm, you when you eat Russian roulette element, so when you eat them, you got to be prepared. Oh, sorry, you mean the fruit? I was talking about the bird. 
<laughs> oh no, this has been a terrible misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, I take the the thumb down the, down its uh, down its waist, <laughs> and then you can get the whole entrail out with one. Uh, you just have to part the front legs. Frank, it's amazing. Frank, do you find now where do you guys stand on shellfish? Because I'll tell you what, I find that quite tricky sometimes. Mm. I'll tell you what I don't like, is that in order to eat, let's say, a prawn or a lobster, you have to sometimes assemble so much paraphernalia, sort of Pete Doherty's bedsit style, the yeah. finger bowl, the dirty napkin, the knives. And knives I like can't be doing with seen. it. Little yeah, mental, never seen mental that. Mental implements that look like, if, if, if Barbie had to make her way th- uh, to some sort of jungle enclosure, mm. sort of thing <laughs> she might need to get through. The undergrowth. It's, it's more of a, a work than a than a meal. Yeah, it is. It is. It is it's more it's like hard work. graft than a snack, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I've said before, how my dad would eat a whole crab on a Saturday afternoon, watching the horse racing on the telly, and finish off the smaller claws with a hair grip. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that to me isn't. That's not eating. That's that's a he, yeah. That's the crimson factor. Glass of hot water first. There wasn't a thing left on it. He would, he would, the tiniest. <laughs> I meant the hair grip. That sounds unhygienic to eat crab with a hair grip. Well, what for the for the the crab eater or or the hair um, restrainer? Yeah, the hair thing. Yeah, people don't like even brushed hair in the kitchen, do they? No. Well, I, I agree. I don't like any hair in the kitchen at all. I only allow reptiles on the work surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, where do you stand I, I on um, that cream eggs? Because I find them quite exhausting. As well, Cadbury's cream egg. Oh, it's too very poorly designed. The four, it's all or nothing. I don't like food like that. I like to take my time, gradualist style. Yeah. Whereas that, you've got no choice. You've just got to pop the whole thing in. Oh no, uh, I don't agree with that. Don't you? It's nightmare to eat, and the foil is far too weak. The strength of it's all wrong. I tell you what, I'd like. I'd like to take one on in an egg cup and actually slice the top off a cream (laughs) egg and eat it with a spoon and maybe stick toast in it and really give it its full. Egg respect. <laughs> I don't like cream eggs. They're too sweet. Yeah, sweet. exactly, yeah. because of the poor design. Also, I don't, I don't I think they've, they don't make them. They've gone off the market, I think. Oh, no. No, they're still... I saw them in my local... Oh, Texas there's a few left. Recently. There's a few left, but I think the factory was recently purchased by the uh, Euro lottery winners. <laughs> 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 and uh, they're no longer available to the public. Um, I'll tell you what, I, fish. Now, fish... My again, my girlfriend, who has a, about five eating disorders, various <laughs> a league table of eating disorders that come, you know, come and go. Um, she will, she will love a whole fish. Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, a whole head, tail, with eye. So I, I on plate. Yeah, the but I mean that that's work eating one of those fish. I mean, I love that moment. That moment when you lift the the skeleton out. Oh, and you create the Tom and Jerry I, style. So Tom and Jerry, it's, isn't it's it? Really. It's yeah. really satisfying. But I that. can't, I can't be, I, I end up trying to, you know, pick my, it's like trying to eat through barbed wire. Mm. I mean, the fish is saying, get off. Mm-hmm. Look, I've got my own defence system here. <laughs> and, oh, man, it just goes on forever. That's why I like chip shop fish, mm-hmm. where they've taken, not only have they taken all the bones out, but they've put it in a, in a handy envelope of batter. <laughs> <laughs> so bits don't fall off. You know, that's how you want to eat fish. You really can see why that caught on God. Oh, God. Is it not the best thing ever? Great. Mm. It's, the, uh, it's, it's actually the worst jealousy that I ever feel is 
when someone walks past with fish and chips, there's a peculiar jealousy that is fish and chips jealousy. Well, do you know that happened to me only yesterday? It wasn't actually fish and chips, it was just a cone of chips. Yeah. And I was walking through um, a place called Endell Street, just up from Covent Garden, there's a nice yeah. chip shop there. Mm. And this bloke, and also what he'd done... He'd, he'd, he'd created um, vinegar vapour because he'd put the vapour. <gasps> oh, I love the, the vapour. Steam. The steam was bringing the... That was a Tom and Jerry moment. I, I felt the back legs just lift off the... Uh, have you seen my back legs? I felt my legs. <laughs> my legs just lift slightly off the ground. And, and I was nostril-led <laughs> towards the cone. It's hard not to just snatch it out of their hand like oh, and start man, eating it. Oh, it smelt so... Yeah, but you couldn't bear. have had one. No. You couldn't have, you, if I'd have had one, I'd have had to have killed him for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is the best. I tell you, if I won the Euro lotteries, that would be my first board to call would be that chip shop. I think it'll be theirs too. They were there three times a week as it was. I think they've bought that as well. (laughs) (laughs) They've bought that and they've rebuilt it brick by brick inside the cream egg factory. (laughs) And then they've just bricked up the doors. They ain't, they ain't going nowhere. And no one's great. coming in. A bit like when Del Boy used to have a bar in the corner of the living room. They've got a chip shop built in their house. That would be that would be real money, wouldn't it? I, I think. Well, they, what they do is there's a there's an enormous conveyor belt, and it's it's like twelve a, a row of twelve unwrapped eggs, and then like two plates of fish and chips, and they are um, they bungee jump from the rafters, and they come down and plop them. <laughs> Plot the hands behind their back, pluck them with the mouth off that. It just depends. <laughs> sometimes it's an egg, sometimes it might be a, a mouthful of uh, mushy peas. See how it goes. <laughs> I saw one, the wife come down, and she managed to get an egg and a pickled onion on the same visit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can keep your total wipe out. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.